Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like you know it's cold outside when you step on a dog poo and roll your ankle. Hi, America. <laughs> Hello. Well, I've only got a small dog. I swear to God, the neighbours think I've got a pony. I've dislocated my knee. Never mind roll my ankle. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week my guests and I will search the world newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly... The mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised this week Christmas is truly a magical time. It's made all of her money disappear. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle gets drunk on one beer. She just can't remember if it's the ninth or the tenth beer. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. This is probably not the year to hang mistletoe in your workplace, I'm guessing. This is no. Series 2, <laughs> Episode 104. 
138. 138 is a Christmas party in kind of a number with a love of dogs and hard drinking. Mm. In 138 AD, the Roman Emperor Hadrian died. Hadrian was, of course, famous for building a wall between England and Scotland that was 72 miles long and 20 feet high. The Scots have a lot of problems with this, by the way. If Portugal and Spain were to merge together, they'd sit down and they'd call themselves Portugal. England and Scotland decided to get together. Scotland had no choice and we decided to call it England. True enough. So for the first time on MQTA Radio, the I Can't Believe That Fascinating Facts Quiz about walls. The founder of Zen Buddhism in the 5th century found enlightenment by sitting and facing a wall. I need to know how many years he sat and faced that wall. Closest one wins. There are points to be had, Miss Morris. 35. You are going with 35 years. Before he reached enlightenment, staring at the wall. I'm sure at school you spent many a lesson staring at the wall. Not really. You didn't. That's why you never gained enlightenment. Oh. See, that's where we are. Michelle Corrie, are you going to go lower or higher than 35? I'm going to go higher and say 50. You are both wrong. Well, Heather's closest. I Mm. will give her points. I am philanthropic. She is enlightened in many areas. Just nothing that we asked her on the show. It's nine years. He spent nine years. Yep. This took place in China, I'm led to believe. Nine years. That's it. Nine years staring at a wall is a long stretch. Yeah, but... Yeah, but... Look what the Buddha did. Well, he's not competing, is he? I guess. It's not a competition. It was nine. Miss Morris on her 35 was closest. You should have gone lower. Miss Morris wins the points. Of course. There is still time to take them away. Of course, (gasps) the good Lord giveth and the good Lord taketh away. The Great Wall of China is more than 2,300 years old. That's older than Betty White, by the way. Hmm. But how long is it in miles? Closest one will win. How long is the Great Wall of China? How long did you say it was in what? I never said how long it was. (laughs) I know you're trying to trick me. I said it was 2,300 years old. I never said how long it was because that's your question. That is... Thousand. A thousand miles long. Yeah, give or take a couple. So you're going to go from zero to 2,000, are you? That's your no, guess. No, 1,000. <clears throat> okay, I see where we are. I was thinking two. Are this you thinking two? S- I'm not thinking anything. Your spread betting is what you're doing. Maybe. Michelle Corey, <laughs> help me in my hour of need and give me a sensible answer. Uh, I think it's about 500. 500 miles. miles. Miss Morris has gained yeah. the points again. It was 13,170 miles long. You're welcome. I'm not sure how saying a thousand miles give or take a thousand. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, you're just the 13,000 miles short. This is where we are. Quick yes or no. Can it be seen from space? No. Yes. It can't be seen from space. There have been photographs taken of the Great Wall of China from space, from the International Space Station, but they used a zoom lens even from Well that's a picture from space. So it can't be seen with the naked eye then is <laughs> well, what you're you telling Well you didn't say me. that. <laughs> oh here we go. <laughs> Already there's descent and I shall press the inappropriate 
Bell. Miss Morris says it can't be seen from space. She's right. How are you six nil in the lead? How did that happen? Brilliant. We've been on air for seven minutes. You are good at walls. She's gaining a point. We found your specialist. It is a retrograde. Your specialist <laughs> subject. Everything's opposite during a retrograde. I, I see that, yes, which is why you're going to have a resounding lead in this mm. show. You're getting a point almost a minute here at the moment. Your specialist subject is walls. Walls. Fantastic. Who knew? And the Eiffel Tower. Walls, the Eiffel Tower. And, <laughs> and cheese. cheese. This is what we've discovered. <laughs> What's a great night in, isn't it? Sitting on a wall, eating cheese, looking at the Eiffel Tower. Could be worse. How did the famous French dictator there, (laughs) Napoleon Bonaparte, die? Allegedly. He fell off a wall. You're okay (laughs) with that, are you? Humpty Dumpty. What made you think that? Humpty Dumpty. (laughs) Humpty Dumpty. Yes. You're basing your answer on Napoleon, the great French dictator at the beginning of the 19th century, fell off a wall and died. Yep. Okay. Michelle Corey. Bit of lateral thinking. Can I say he's murdered? You can say whatever you wish. You would be wrong. He was (gasps) killed by his wallpaper. Yep, it crept up in the night, slit his throat. He knew he shouldn't have gone for the chintz. Oh, is that arsenic in the... It's no good giving me the answers after I've read the question. Wallpaper is not a wall. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) This was a quiz on walls. She gets six points in the bag. And suddenly it's a dictatorship. His body was found to have high levels of arsenic (gasps) when he died. And the arsenic was found in the colours of his wallpaper. I will give you a point. I'll give you two points. What colour killed him? What was the colour that had the arsenic in it? Mm, Red. Green. Oh, Michelle, you've gained points. It was green. Green had the arsenic in it. That would be a pretty rough horror film, wouldn't it? If you had wallpaper slowly creeping towards you. I've put the points down here. It's what two about to six. when I said arsenic? <laughs> no, I think you're fine. It's no good looking at the scores. We can go back and listen. And the listeners will back me up that you said he fell off a wall like Humpty Dumpty. Yes, and then you said, oh, it was a wallpaper. And I said, was it the arsenic in the wallpaper? Yes, uh-huh. but I've already given you the answer. Uh-huh. <laughs> be happy with six has been my advice as to where we are at the Whatever. moment. I've never heard my dad swear ever in my life except when he was hanging wallpaper. Mm. I just thought I'd share that with you. The language was blue. He doesn't use wallpaper anymore. He just paints the wall. Good. In 138 BC, the oldest notated music known to man was found. It is a hymn to Apollo written, inscribed on a stone in Delphi. I'll give you some points. Where's Delphi? Greece. Yeah, I'll give you a couple of points each. I'm in a very Christmassy mood. It is, in fact, Greece, of course. But the oldest music notated that they could follow and replay was in 138 BC. Huh. So for the first time on MQTA Radio, the I Can't Believe That Fascinating Facts quiz about music. Curiosity Rover on Mars played the first music ever to be heard on a foreign planet. Unless you're listening to the Cy Snootles band in the Palace of Jabba the Hutt. I would like to know what that music was. Nothing was played. No one heard it because no one is on Mars. It was played. Whether anyone heard it or not remains like to be tree. seen. Yeah. Mm. You've got to remember, 
<laughs> space is a vacuum, mm-hmm. so there'll be no sound traveling in space. When they See? said no one can hear you scream, uh, that was in fact true, but I still need to make you a nice cup of tea if you drink it up. Oh. But in space, no one can hear you scream, which of course was the tagline of the Alien film back in oh, 1979. But space is a vacuum, but that was played. They played a song on the Curiosity rover. It was played on Mars. The rover had been there for some time. Okay. I will give you a clue. It had been there a while. What's a while? What if I told you uh, that? <laughs> um, Mary had a little lamb. She thought it rather silly. She threw it up into the air. Michelle, what are you going with tonight? I would walk 500 miles. <laughs> I'll give you a clue. It had been up there 12 months. They are. What? A year on Mars. Come on, ladies. I know you've been drinking, but, you know, seriously. Oh, really? Uh-huh. This is where we're going. You're not going to no, get it? I Major Tom? No, it was happy birthday. Oh! <laughs> it had been up there 12 months. It had been up there a year. It played happy birthday. Oh, I know? love the Rovers. Happy birthday is so heavily copyrighted. This is the reason why you go to places like Applebee's and TJ Friday's and they sing a different song. They can't sing happy birthday. It would cost them too much money to have the copyright, so they make up their own birthday songs. When you told them it was my birthday and it wasn't my birthday. You got a free ice cream. What are you complaining Thank about? Thank you. It was a Mexican restaurant. It was great. I told them it was your birthday. They put a sombrero on you. They didn't seem very excited. You got to drink an alcoholic drink that was green. And you <laughs> sat there with a face on you like a slapped ass. And you got ice cream. Who knew? What state? passed a law requiring every child to listen to classical music every day. Utah. You're going with Utah. (laughs) That seems very random. I don't know. Any any state. Utah is a state. I understand that. (laughs) Salt Lake City and all of that. Brigham Young. I'm fully aware of these things. What are you going with, Michelle? Maine. It was Florida. Yay! Yay! Florida passed a law saying that all of their children had to listen to classical music every single day. I don't believe it. It's true, I tell you. The governor of Georgia budgeted for $105,000 a year to provide every child with a CD of classical music as well, I might add. So those southern states are actually pushing their classical music. Classical music in Georgia, of course, is probably achy-breaky hearts. True. The German classical composer Robert Schumann would plunge his hands into this to help heal his fingers and ailments. There, I want to know what Robert Schumann, famous German classical composer, plunged his hands into to heal his fingers. He put his hands in butter. Yes. Ice. Let's go again, and we're thinking animal-related at this point. Animal-related. He would oh. put his hands in cheese. You're just going to go through dairy <laughs> products. I saw it. I saw it coming. <sighs> Why am I here? <laughs> let's leave comestibles and prandials alone for the minute. And let's just say it was animal related, shall we? Are we looking for the animal or the part of the animal? The bar shuts in 45 minutes. Eyeballs. Eyeballs, thank you. He plunged his hands into animals' eyeballs to help heal his fingers. <laughs> Poo. Into animal poo. No one shook his hand, by the way. It was the entrails of a slaughtered animal. I'm assuming it was slaughtered. I mean, that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it, if you just got your hand in there and it was just chewing cud and minding oh, it. that's its disgusting. own business. 
Franz Joseph Haydn, the classical <gasps> Austrian composer, had two skulls in his coffin. All I need to know is why. Why mm. did he have two skulls in his coffin? Were they animal skulls? They weren't. They, they weren't. Were human skulls. He had two of them in his coffin. Any thoughts, any suggestions? What kind of strange, macabre, mixed-up story is going to leave two skulls in Franz Joseph Hayden's tomb? No idea. I'm Have lost. I stumped you, ladies? Are they his children? They weren't. Good guesses. His skull was actually stolen by phrenologists, and they put a replacement in there, so it didn't look like his skull had been taken. When they discovered this had happened in 1954, they then returned the real skull back to the coffin, but decided to leave the substitute one in there as well. So he has two skulls huh. currently in his coffin. Not so good at music, better at walls, apparently. Yes. Who knew? US Route 138 is an east-west highway from Colorado to Nebraska. So for the first time on uh. MQTA... The I Can't Believe That Weird and Wonderful Laws of Nebraska. What is a child not allowed to do in church? Parents can be arrested, apparently. Mm. Chew gum. No chewing gum in church in Nebraska. Cry. You're going to go with cry? It was burp. If a child burps in church in Nebraska, you're getting a diamond chino, apparently. Well, Who that knew? sucks for babies that are on the bottle. Yeah. I know. Well, you'd have to take them outside, wouldn't you, for fear of arrest. I don't think anyone's been arrested for this, but it's on the books. It's still there. It is illegal for bar owners to sell beer unless they sell this at the same time. They're cooking it. They have to cook this at the same time in Nebraska. Otherwise, they're not allowed to sell beer. I just want to know what they're cooking. Peanuts. They're cooking peanuts. <laughs> What? It's Michelle that's <laughs> laughing and pulling faces. I'm sat here quite sensible. I thought that was a good answer. Obviously, that's peanuts, by the way. She said peanuts. Oh. 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 <laughs> what are you going with, Michelle? Oh. Corey? What do they have to cook in bars to sell beer in Nebraska? Whiskey. They have to cook whiskey. <laughs> They're distilling it. It's soup. They have to sell and cook soup at the same time. Shouldn't be drinking on an empty stomach, here's some nice soup for you. Wow. It's all on the books, I tell you. I have done the research. I've not been out of the house for a week digging up this trite. A mother cannot give her daughter this without a state license. If you're going to do this to your daughter, you better get a license. You're going to be jailed. Now, yeah, simple as that. Is it a gift or to do something to her? It's doing something to her. Pierce her ears. Oh, I like that idea. Yes. Um, get a tattoo. Get a tattoo. Let's go again, and I'm talking haircut. Oh. You have to get a license if you're going to do this to your daughter. It's a haircut. What are we going with? Buzz cut. Zzz, down to the wood. <clears throat> Mullet. Oh, I cannot give the points away. It's the perm. The perm. You're not allowed to give a perm to your daughter without a state license. You can do it to your son, apparently, but not huh. to your daughter finally drivers on mountains should drive with caution near the right hand edge of the highway in nebraska why is that complete and utter madness simple enough question one more time drivers on mountains should drive with caution near the right hand edge of the highway in nebraska very unusual law 
very interesting. You should have spent more time studying geography at school. That's madness because there aren't mountains, mountains. in Nebraska. It's awful. I lived in Nebraska. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we come to our favorite part of the show. <gasps> the, sh- the part of the show we love the best. It is the mailbag. Mailbag. We love the mailbag. We love hearing your comments. We love reading out your letters. We love reading out your posts on our Facebook site. Kevin Wood has sent a message that reads, Love listening to your show. It really cracks me up. I used to listen to it when I worked in a cubicle office with earphones. I'm sure everyone was curious as to what I was sniggering about. There we go. Uh, Nice. Thanks, Kevin. Very kind Mm -hmm. of you. We appreciate that. Caleb in Florida posted, The show is so addictive. I'm afraid I might need an intervention at some point. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. There we are. Lindsay from Vermont then posted, they sell MQTA patches at my drugstore. <laughs> <laughs> Still hard to quit, though, apparently. Caleb went on to say that he wants to give me 100 million points. For so, what? Oh, come Just being on. a star, apparently. Being a cool dude and nothing else. So currently, Michelle's on four. Heather's on eight, and I have 100 million points. <laughs> this is a great show. I love this show. I don't believe it. David in Nicaragua. <laughs> David in Nicaragua. Hi, David. Posted Adrian's a cool guy. They are all cool peeps. Must be fun being their friends. Mm-hmm. It's wow. fun being our friends, isn't it? <laughs> yes. All three of us together, having a laugh and a joke. Holding hands. There you go, slapping each other's thighs, (laughs) shaking each other warmly by the throat. (laughs) Kevin in Minnesota then added, It is really fun to hang out with them. Adrian, Heather and Michelle are very much in real life as they come across on this show. (laughs) Kevin! (laughs) Lots of laughs. He's disowned. We love Kevin. We do. This is a joy. I love reading these out. If you write to us, if you post comments on Facebook, if you send me emails... We love reading them out. Finally, Linwood in Maine. You mentioned Maine, didn't you? Yes. Very psychic, this show. Has written, love the show and listen every Saturday night when I clean a church. Oh, boy. And I've not been (laughs) struck down yet, apparently. Oh, yet. (laughs) Yet. We have to follow Heather in with a fire blanket. That's true. My request is that there would be a button for you that you could press that would enable someone to buy these lovely ladies a drink. Yeah. Oh, cheers. Oh, cheers. I'd like to buy you a drink. <laughs> Thank you, you. You look like a very a fine lady. lady. <laughs> I'm going for a slash. Mind my point. <laughs> nice. Martin, our good friend in New York. Martin! Has sent us a fabulous Christmas card. So Thank you, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Many Many thanks for that. Martin has a wonderful online auction site. I'm sure if you was to buy the amazing products he has on there, you would get them for Christmas. I'm sure they would make great stocking stuffers. But Martin's online auctions, if you're into 80s shows, if you're into metal, if you're into the culture of Britain and all of the TV shows, he has many, many wondrous and amazing things on there. You've already shown good taste by tuning into the show now you can surround yourself with good taste as well that's martin's online auctions on facebook remember you can access our shows anytime we have archives on soundcloud if you go to soundcloud.com search for mq 
TA Radio. And if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show. And you can share the link as well if you're currently listening in on any of our platforms, whether that be SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn or Stitcher or Google as well now. Why not share that on your social media sites and you can write us a nice review as well. If you're listening on those platforms, we'd greatly appreciate that. But it's free. All of our shows over the last four years are on there. If you're on a long car journey, if you're in the gym, if you're cleaning the church, if you're in an office cubicle at the moment listening to the show, then why not let us know? You can access on Facebook. All of those messages came to us on Facebook. We have 6,000 listeners and followers on Facebook. So you can go to our Facebook site, More Questions Than Answers with Adrian Leal, the cartoons, the banter, the jokes, the stories, the video footage, lots and lots of strange, bizarre, paranormal and weird on there. And many thanks to everyone who's joining us on there. That's more questions than answers with Adrian Leal on Facebook. You can join us first at 8pm Central Time on the Dark Matter Network, Dark Matter Digital Radio Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. So you can catch the show for free and first at 8 p.m. Central Time on a Friday night. We have a Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. That's T-I-P-S. 96,000 followers on there at the moment. And again, search for MQTA on YouTube. We have lots of funny outtakes. If you're feeling a bit blue and you want cheering up, I guarantee you will have lots of laughs with that my latest book mysterious minnesota digging up the ghostly past 13 haunted sites is now out and available it's on amazon and all good bookshops that would make a fabulous stocking stuffer or a christmas gift heather you've got few websites out there if people are looking for christmas gifts why don't you direct them to your website as well Mm, that's oddly intriguing on facebook they can look me up and they'll see a picture of a red moon and an owl and they have lots of fun things on there like terrible teddies and dead fairies and dragon eggs it's It's amazing fabulous and i think you can do that same search and go on to etsy but there's only a few things on there unfortunately you're selling them quicker than you can make them pretty much yeah if you wish to donate to the show as well a single dollar perhaps per week you can go to patreon.com search for mqta radio not more than 20 minutes ago, Heather broke her microphone stand. Yes, so she did. If it wasn't for the duct tape, Heather wouldn't be getting any points at the moment. So we now need... That is actually true. I told you not to fiddle with it, but you don't listen. I told listen. you not to touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. No one ever listens, do they? This no. is the thing. Every year, we have a charity. We like to give to our charity, very local to us, of course. We like to support the charities in Cottonwood County in southwest Minnesota. I know a wonderful lady. Her name's Clarice. She volunteers to run the Wyndham Food Shelf. Wyndham's a town of 4,000 people and has fallen on hard times like many local businesses and factories all around the country. But she is struggling at the moment. This lady is in her 70s. She should be at home with her feet up, hanging out with her grandchildren, drinking cups of tea and watching festive TV shows. But she's not doing that. She's out helping and running with her volunteers the food shelf in Wyndham. Lots of people are reliant on the food shelf for food over the Christmas period. She fed 700 people alone for the month of November. We know Clarice personally. She's hardworking. We know every cent of that money will go towards feeding poorer families and the food shelf over Christmas. If you'd like to give a donation, 
please write your checks to the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. That's the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. That's 1156 4th Avenue, Wyndham, Minnesota, 56101. And I'm going to read that again because I can and it's my show. This is the Wyndham Area Sharing Centre. You can write your checks there. 1156 4th Avenue, Wyndham, Minnesota. I say Minnesota. Wow. 56101. And last year, the local Masonic Lodge actually matched every single check that was donated. So I believe if you write a check, that will be matched by the Masonic Lodge and will be worth double, of course. Can we get back to Oak Island? The curse of Oak oh, Island. Three weeks yeah. in a row now. I'm sorry. I can't get away from it. Just stop I watching. Can't leave it alone. Stop watching. Honestly, it's like find something crack else. Crack cocaine. I can't yeah. peel myself away from this. I spent an hour of my life on Tuesday, and I will sum up the show. They spent an hour of my life on Tuesday watching the Curse of Oak Island series five. They found a metal spike again. again. Yeah. They found. Let me say that again, in case you missed it. An hour of my life. They found a metal spike. I've been breaking this down now. I'm obsessed with this. I cannot leave it alone. I spend more time on this than writing my books at the moment. It's a one-hour show. They have ad breaks, which means it's 40 minutes of ultimate TV when you take out the ad breaks. They spend 10 minutes recapping at the beginning of the show what happened last week. They spend 10 minutes showing what's going to happen on next week's show. They spend 10 minutes all combined after each break, just recapping what happened before the break. That leaves 10 minutes. In that 10 minutes, they found a spike. That's true. And they still haven't got the archaeologist with them that they said two weeks ago they had to have with them by law. He was sat on the toilet and they gave him a call and said, you better get out here. He said, I'll just finish up. I'll come out and sit. And he came out and verified that it was a spike. Yay. Oh, someone <laughs> fetch me a gun. Just stop watching. Just, I can't. I'm you worried. Know, I'm going to miss the money shot. I've dedicated six years of my life to this show. I can't not watch it anymore. You can stream it. Does that make a difference? Not really. Two things I want to discuss with you very quickly. I saw the film Elf this week. Yes. Great Christmas film. It is. Answer me this. Okay. Do you remember there's a moment he creeps into a shower room yes. where there's a woman naked, mm -hmm. the main protagonist, having a shower, naked. She's singing. Yep. He joins in the singing. He sits cross-legged on the sink. Do you remember such a scene? Yep. Yes. She suddenly puts her head round the shower curtain and is surprised to see him standing there. What are you doing here? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realise. I was just attracted to the singing. It's got nothing to do with you being naked in the shower, of course, because he's innocent, right? He's just a little He elf. is. He is. He said, I don't even understand what showers are. I don't understand showers. We don't have showers. Do you remember such a scene? Yes. Do you remember 30 minutes before that scene where there's a oh, shower yeah. <laughs> and he's flicking the water on his face and he's really large standing in the shower? Does that not now render that scene him being a pervert and lying to her? Because he obviously does know what a shower is. He had one 20 minutes earlier where he's flicking water on his face and he's too large to get in it. He just told her with her standing there naked, he doesn't know what showers are. 
Well, maybe he was nervous. Yeah. Maybe he was nervous. You've got too much time on your yeah. hands. I've just Jeez. got a good memory. It reminds me of Oak Island because they think you're an idiot and you don't remember what happened the week or the month before. This is the theme. I will give you one more point. We're on the theme of Christmas films. Do you remember Aunt Bethany in yes. Christmas, Christmas Vacation? vacation? Okay. She's the one who says grace. Yep. Grace, she died 30 years ago. Yes. She sang the national anthem when the reindeer exploded and went up into the sky and they're all standing there with yes. their hands on their wallet. Mm-hmm. I've no idea when you sing the national anthem you have to put your hand on your wallet, but I've got a good idea. I will give you points if you tell me her name was May Quester, by the way. She's a very famous actress. I'd like to... You need to tell me what she was famous for. That old woman, she died, I believe, in 1992. Mm. What was she famous for? She was very, very famous. Not in my time, Mr. Lee. I would disagree with you. I will give you the clues. Oh, wait a minute. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? (laughs) I'm (laughs) thinking... That's the only thing I can think of is where's the beef? Start thinking cartoon character. Um, Betty Rubble. I thought for one glorious moment that Miss Morris had hit the nail on the head. But May Quester, Aunt Bethany, was the voice of Betty Boop. Oh! oh. I've never even seen one. You've never That's seen not fair. Betty Boop. No. Ever. S- ever. No. She's I've seen a, very, a little bit of it. I think she had a little dog. She did have a little dog. Yeah. It was right. You're absolutely correct. That shows you how old that woman was, right? Because Betty Boot was the 20s and 30s. She had a very, if you recall her saying Grace, she had a very high-pitched, mm-hmm. squeaky voice. And she was the voice of Betty Boop. You uh-huh. leave this show. You leave this show with more than you arrive with. At the end of our intro, Michelle's on four. Heather's on eight. I have 100 million points. We go into the round that is Ghosts and Hauntings. A woman who claims she had sex with a ghost has held it as the best she's ever had. To be fair, dead men can't say no, can they? Sean Jameson, 26, a writer, and I'll underline that for you, a writer from Shropshire, told how she recognised Robert when he floated into her bed from a painting in the house she was staying in. Lucky it wasn't a painting of a small boy crying, wasn't it? Sean claims she had sex with a ghost called Robert who lived over a hundred years ago. She had just moved into the rented property in Aberystwyth in Wales from North London and had noticed his handsome portrait dated 1820 hanging above the mantelpiece. After their saucy spiritual encounter, Sean said she sobbed when he left because she had fallen in love. Cheap date, to be fair, isn't it, a dead person? You could smuggle them to the cinema. They could sit with you, you know, have dinner in the restaurant, go into Dairy Queen. You're not having to buy them food and cinema tickets. Do you hear what I'm saying? You haven't got to pay for them to go to Disneyland. Cheap date. Ghosts are cheap date. She explained how she'd moved to the area after splitting up from long-term boyfriend. So psychologically stable then. Everywhere I went reminded me of my ex. I needed a fresh start. The remote cottage was built in the 16th century and was left fully furnished, complete with books and paintings. She recalled it was great 
No distractions, just me, the trees and the sky. I was paying my rent by doing bits of copywriting and because I didn't want for much in the countryside, I managed okay. I enjoyed the peace. After a long relationship, being on my own was quite exhilarating. I started to wonder whether I'd ever want a man in my life again. Shan told her she was shocked when she started having sexy dreams, but she put it down to her libido expressing itself while she was sleeping. I'm just going to express myself all over you. Hold still. <gasps> I'd wake up thinking I was still in a relationship and was quite relieved to find myself alone. But one night, Sean experienced something quite different. A few months after I moved in, I woke up early one morning to find a dark-haired, good-looking young man lying next to me. He was fully clothed in a loose white shirt, a neck scarf and an old-fashioned pair of breeches. He had a kind of shimmer to him as if I was seeing him behind a fluttering curtain. I felt a hound on my waist, but the touch was strange, light and cool. Shan said she knew instinctively that he was the ghost and recognised him instantly as the man from the painting. Within seconds, she told her they began having sex. Within seconds. Wow. That's North London girls for you. Right there. <laughs> oh, but women, isn't it within the first like 30 seconds they'll decide whether they would go to bed with you anyway? Mm-hmm. So that's gone three or four years ago is what you're saying to me. Sean is now in a relationship with a living man. Well, at least that's legal, right? When I first told him about Robert, he thought it was funny. He reckons it was just a dream. But I know it wasn't a dream. It was real. And the sex was good. If not better than any other sex I've ever had. Wow. Just don't tell my boyfriend. Well, lucky it's not in a national paper then for $200. Or on the radio. Yeah. Good times. It's better dead. Or she's bumped her head. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. <laughs> More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see the portrait of the young man from 1820 for yourself. Is that the definition of a phantom pregnancy? Can you imagine giving birth to a baby ghost? It'd like slip through your hands, wouldn't it? Push, push. It's like a puff of cigar smoke comes out. It's terrible. Just saying. Terrible. It's an immaculate contraption is where they are. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of G&H? Disturbing footage has emerged of a girl writhing like a snake in a rural village where locals believe 11 teenagers have been possessed. Wakey, wakey, here comes snakey. (laughs) Uh, A priest has filmed carrying out an exorcism on one teen in Argentina after youngsters aged between 17 and 19 years old started showing strange symptoms. The students from school terrified other classmates after they suddenly collapsed and began convulsing during class. That usually means, you know, like they're going to have a test that day. Yes. We've got our math <laughs> test. Quick. Let's pretend we're snakes and writhe around in the floor. Start crappie flopping. Hang on a second. The priest has got a video camera with him. No. That's perfectly normal. Spiritual healers, priests, and psychologists have been desperately trying to work out what is wrong with the teenagers but they all remain stumped. Terrified parents have already held several meetings with the school, fearing their children have been affected by black magic. Or, or, they've been possessed by a spirit that haunts the grounds. Wow. I know, right? Footage of Julio Elias, 
who presents himself hairy as a, ass. Yes. He's pres- from Buenos Aires and he has an hairy ass. Well, he presents himself as a healer. It shows him grabbing hold of one of the girls by the head as he tries to rid her of evil spirits. With rosary beads in one hand, he places his hand on her forehead, which appears to send her diving to the floor where she rolls around on the ground, seemingly without being able to control it. She's seizing. Afterwards, he said, practically every day I see evil spirits and I treat people who are possessed by them. I'm a Catholic and this gift that God has given me, I use to help people. In this area, there is an abundance of demonism. Many people who, to make it easy, make a pact with the devil and offer anything in return. Father Lazaro added, evil exists. The devil is a wounded and tied lion. Someone is approaching the girls to get them, but I'm not going to let that happen. They're being used by someone, apparently. But Dr. David Maldano, who treated three of the girls, branded the situation as mass hysteria. Get hysteria. That was the first CD I ever bought, by the way. Def Leppard hysteria. Yeah, first CD. Mm. What was the first CD you bought, Michelle? Well, I don't remember. Probably Peter Gabriel. So nice. Was that Sledgehammer? Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. What was your first CD? Can you remember such a thing? New Kids on the Block. New Kids. <gasps> oh, hanging, hanging top. Yes. When I thought of New Kids on the Block, I imagined a chopping block and all their heads removed. Made me very happy. I shall give you points. You're now oh. up to ten. You have made double integers with your Argentinian hysteria. With stories of deformed births, suspicious car accidents and freaky natural disasters, the hilltop town in Italy's southern region of Basilicata, Colorado, is believed to be so badly cursed by Italians that they won't even speak its name. Well, they could have told me that earlier. I've yeah, just read the name out. It, I know. Beetlejuice. That's terrible. This is the danger of passive language as we live and breathe. Nestled in the ethereal landscape of rugged mountain ranges, lush forests, and ancient villages of southern Italy, there is a town that holds a sinister secret. Those from neighbouring towns simply refer to Colabrado. This made me say it again. As Chilu Paese, which means that village in the local dialect. A Chalupa is that village? Chili, Chilu Paese. There, that village and are quick to touch wood when they hear the name as good luck charm to drive away any bad luck. So if I eat a chalupa at Taco Bell, you need I to, get you good break luck. the curse. If you touch wood, apparently. This is where we are. It's probably in it. Yeah. The fear of the town's bad omens runs so deep that police won't even punish visitors who speed down Colorado's maze-like roads out of fear of being cursed. The story of the curse is as old as the ancient town itself, linked to the origin of its name, Coluba, meaning serpent in Latin, an animal believed to symbolize evil in mythology, and gave Eve the apple, of course. Yes. But the notoriety of the legend began during the first decade of the 20th century, sparked by a story about an overzealous lawyer from the town, Baggio Vergilio, who famously never lost a case, exclaiming in court one day, if what I say is false, may the chandelier come down. The chandelier fell, and Vigilio became synonymous with bad omens, casting a wicked hex upon 
the town. Or bad handyman. <laughs> the superstition was reinforced when towers of newborns with two hearts and three lungs, sudden strange landslides and freaky car accidents were told in the following decades. The fear of the town's bad omens runs so deep that police won't even punish visitors for speeding through the town. However, the curse is said to have affected only visitors to the town. There, you have to visit the town to be cursed. Every August, tourists travel to that village to watch a play starring witches, mascara, wolves and other creepy characters that take place on the streets and squares. Mascara? Yes, that's a type of witch in Italy that has dark crevices in its face. Yes, (laughs) mascara. It's true. (laughs) I am not making this up. Revlon. Don't say Revlon three times in the mirror. (laughs) It says, don't be too worried. Visitors are given an amulet to protect themselves against the hex. Ah. A 10 euros each, no doubt. No doubt. Italian Hex or Next. You can see that story in full if you visit our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Ghost hunters use a Ouija board to contact a black-eyed child in a horrifying TV clip. Mascara? Oh, no. It's Alice Cooper. What's wrong with you both? This is a terrifying moment captured of the apparent black-eyed child that could be appearing on our television screens again soon. The footage shows a glowing figure that is rumored to be the infamous spirit girl with the coal-pit eyes that has terrorized the local woodlands in the West Midlands for decades. A white shape appears to stand out in the pitch black, sparking rumors that the spirit must carry a light source. The black-eyed child of Canic Chase has not been spotted for more than 30 years, but in 2014 there was a huge upsurge in the number of apparent sightings. I bet a film came out that year that Probably. had black-eyed children in it. I guarantee it. We'll go look that oh, up. What was that one, Juan? I'll have to look mm. that up. I bet. You know that when X-Files came out, UFO sightings you know, mm-hmm. tripled almost overnight. Right. Now, Ghostbusters Dale Mackin and Justin Cowell have started filming for a new TV series called Ouija Dicing with Death. Nice. What? (laughs) Great. Yep. I'm going to call bunk already. Oh, if you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort Drinking Game, you can have a drink on us. Take Mm. a swig. There you go. Nice. Thank you. Dale said the black-eyed children of Canic Chase are famous around the world. Some people say you are asking for trouble, opening a spiritual door and inviting in all kinds of negative spirits to your life. Myself and Justin are different from the majority of investigators. We are very hard to convince, which is why we are taking this scientific approach with the Ouija board. That is very scientific. Yes, you don't often get the words scientific approach and Ouija board in the same sentence, do you? Remarkable. Did it. Who knew? Our investigations are based on honesty. What you see is what you get. (laughs) Look at the planchette move. I'm barely touching it. If nothing happens, then that's what you will see. Uh That's good TV there, isn't it? Yeah. If nothing happens, that's that's the curse of Oak Island. (laughs) It's already been done. Tell him it's been done. 
It's already been done. It worked for Oak Island. They're on their fifth series. They, 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 they're selling tickets to their museum. They're selling DVDs. Oh, they're selling yes. T-shirts is what's Did you see place. their museum? It has like five things in it. It looks like it's brand new. Like no one has ever even been there. Yes, no, it know, is true. Yeah. Oak Island. Oh, I saw the... Yes, yeah. it's not a populated area around there, is it? But you'd think that people would want to come. I mean, it's a very popular series. I get the idea that... For six months of the year, there's 20 foot of snow and it's minus oh, 40. Oh, yeah. So do bear that in mind. True. It's not open all year, is it, is where we're going. Sounds... Curse of Oak Island. You're not going there for winter getaway, are you? For a bit of sun. Newfoundland. This is where we're I at. like Newfoundland. Are we done? Yes. Are we f- Excellent. Yes, we are. She's my black-eyed girl. Na-na-na-na-na. Cannock Chase, by the way, in Staffordshire. I read stories out about six or seven years ago that there was a Bigfoot running around. <gasps> But Canuck Chase is so a black small. Bigfoot. It's a black-eyed Bigfoot. <laughs> Let's mash everything together in one big place, shall we? It's the Loch Ness Ghost. Black-eyed Nessie. There. It's the Yeti Vampire. Fact, these are good ideas, actually. I might write some right, of these write down. Write it down. That's not a bad idea. I'm, I'm going to have more drink and come up with some more stuff. Perfect. I shall give you points. You are now on six at the end of the first <gasps> round. Michelle's on six, Heather's on 12, and I am on a hundred million and four. <laughs> we move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoologists, green men and hairy beasties. What have you got for me, Miss Morris? Mm, this one's actually kind of fun. <gasps> I like your eyes. I like this one a lot. A Washington state man recently stopped his Jeep Cherokee in the middle of a busy intersection. He then proceeded to get out of his vehicle and start waving an AK-47 <gasps> around, raving about the lizard people. <laughs> the what people? The laser. Lizard. Oh, lizard. Lizards. It's a lizard people. It's a lizard people. <laughs> wow. Your tongue came out and nearly hit me in the head. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. You'll never be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> the reason he was so concerned about the lizard people... You might ask yourself. It's because they've eaten all the grasshoppers. No, it's apparently because Donald Trump told him to fight them. (laughs) The problem with that is I believe him. I believe him. I do too. That's why it's so hilarious. Well, not really. He tweeted it. But that was the man's excuse. And he was sticking to it. Apparently the guy was feeling a bit chubby. I don't know what, what that means. <laughs> and thought it would be a good idea. Oh, I think you do. <laughs> I do. Wow. Thought it would be a good idea to snort some meth to lose a little weight. Yes. Oh, it gets better. It's the implant. It gets better. Diet. It does. Implant yeah. diet for you. The, the meth affected way more than his energy levels. That mixed with his prescription morphine oh my and turned God. him into a street Alex Jones impersonator. Who's Alex Jones? I don't know. He's an opera singer. Is he? I have no idea. He's a vigilante. Is yeah. he? I think so. Ooh. We're making it up as we go along. Opera singer or vigilante? You decide. Both. Both. <laughs> he's an opera singer at night, but during the day, he's a vigilante. I got another one for you. You're going down, mister. And he fights You're going down. <laughs> You need to give the woman her purse back. What's wrong with you? Smush sugar. He sings his way out of trouble. When police arrived on the scene, not only did he have a loaded AK, 
but a loaded Ruger as whoa, well. Whoa! He you immediately... mean a Luger? No, it's a Ruger. Okay, I don't know. What's your problem, Mr. Lee? He immediately put them back inside his vehicle when the cops showed up with guns of their own. <laughs> According nice. to a statement by the sheriff's department... The man immediately laid on the ground and started to scream about sanding in the news <laughs> and about the lizard people. The lizard people. Y'all. Yes. Well, as our patrol deputy and a trooper attempted to place him in handcuffs, he suddenly pulled away his arms and tried to resist being handcuffed while continuing to scream about the lizard people. <laughs> Where's he from? Washington. Okay, I'm <laughs> Washington, Florida. <laughs> nice. Oh my god. Uh, after the guy was tasered and then handcuffed, <laughs> he started explaining <gasps> to the officers about the lizard people. Oh good. And the statement continued. The man went on to describe how President Trump had called his house in Eatonville and warned him that the lizard people <laughs> were coming and that the alpha dragon had already taken his family hostage. The sheriff's department said he said he had stopped in the intersection because he was surrounded by lizard people. <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> Why am I here? Because of the lizard people! <laughs> and need to fight them as directed by the president. He said he was screaming and making a scene in the intersection in order to attract the news vans. And so his story could be told and documented for history. In oh addition to his guns, he had a wooden baseball bat and five loaded magazines for the rifle. Apparently, the Lizard Bible <laughs> are sending in an army. The wow. 54-year-old man is now being mentally evaluated. We got all the actions as well there, didn't we? That was awesome. Nesson Dorma, or I'm going to have to warn her. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, we have a couple of minutes to squeeze in as many stories as possible in the round of Strange and Bizarre. A 17-year-old Sunderland fan who was arrested for being drunk at the match on Saturday did not defecate on his seat, police have said. So this is not the return of the Phantom... Just a false report, apparently. Oh. It started the last time Sunderland won a home game was almost a year ago. He pulled down his pants and used the seat as a toilet during the 3-1 defeat to Reading. A photograph of the teenager with his pants down in full view of disgusted fellow fans circulated on social media. A Northumbria police spokesman said further to match reports reporting a fan defecating on his seat during the Sunderland-Reading match on Saturday... Police would like to clarify that this was not the case. The force said the 17-year-old was arrested for being drunk in the sports ground. Oh. You'd have to be drunk to watch Sunderland. Oh. And it'd been dealt with appropriately. It was a baby Ruth. I just wonder why he was sat there with his pants down, everyone looking around him. What was he doing then? A club spokesman said on Sunday the matter was in the hands of Northumbria <laughs> Police. It was not on the seat. It was on the ground, officer. Nothing where I sit or I've just had a seat at a Sunderland match. You decide for yourself. Go to our oh. Facebook site. See the man with his pants down pretending not to be the Phantom. 
Turdler. Michelle, what have you got for me in the round of S&B? A man in India certainly did not put his best foot forward, when a pungent smell from his socks caused a fight to break out with his fellow bus passengers and resulted in his arrest. Smelly feet. Yep. Great to fight. Yes. They must have been bad. The hapless traveler was on a bus from the Himalayan state of Himachal Pradesh to New Delhi when he decided to remove his shoes and socks. But when he was asked to put them on again or throw them out because of a pungent smell, the man refused, causing a heated argument between the passengers. A Punjab smell? Yes. Oh. Nice, see what I did there? Mm. He put them in a chicken korma. Yes, he did. You've had way too much curry this week. Return Passander. No. <laughs> it's my Japati and I'll cry if I want to. See what oh, happened there. Oh, yes. I've been on an Indian train. They stink to high heaven. Can you imagine how bad this was? You must have had to cut your way into the carriage with a knife. Oof da. If you'd have thrown them out the windows, there'd have been jungle creatures dying. Oh, Tigers yes, yes. would have fallen by the wayside. Oh. The bus driver was then forced to pull over at a police station in the Una district of Himachal Pradesh. Una police chief Sanjeev Gandhi says he was arrested on charges of causing public nuisance and then later released on bail. He added that the man had threatened other passengers with his sock. That's what I imagine. Put and- the money in the bag and no one gets hurt. <laughs> this sock's loaded. I'm not afraid to use it. And caused a disturbance at the police station. The man was arrested for causing a public nuisance, but insists his feet did not smell. The man, in turn, filed a complaint against his fellow passengers on the bus crew for harassment and insisted that his socks did not smell. He left the area on another bus a day later. And they had to catch the socks in a net and shoot them. I used to make clown shoes once. Did you know that? We now creep quietly and in the darkness, unnoticed. Into the round that is. Not for your mother. This means you have now found us on one of our platforms. Is someone a little bit gassy back there? No. This is the round not for your mother. We can't read this stuff out live on air. We will be removed. We will get a hefty fine. But if your mother's of a nervous disposition, if there's young children in the room, they need to be removed. And if you're now listening on SoundCloud, why not press the little orange love heart? Show us how much you love the show. And share the link on your social media sites. Miss Morris, what have you got first in the round of Not For Your Mother? It's a little bit disturbing. Sad face. Well, you've got the right story there. That's right. Yeah. The son of a Milwaukee funeral home owner has been arrested. No. no. Oh, no. After he allegedly used limbs and several body parts. To play golf. From corpses. At his father's business to make himself a customized sex doll. Oh! Yes, I did, and yes, it's disturbing. Living dead girl. Frankenstein sex doll. Yes. To be fair, you know, you'd go for the best pair of legs. Then you'd go for the best breast. You could decide on almost a daily basis whether you wanted a brunette, this is a redhead, a blonde. Really, really disturbing. I know! Stephen Adams, 38, had been working at the funeral home... For the director, for nearly two years after taking over his father's business at Adam's son's funeral home in Milwaukee, 
He drew suspicion when authorities exhumed the female body of a 27-year-old cold case victim in hope of backing up some new evidence. Upon exhumation, technicians were shocked to find missing limbs inconsistent with how the victim died. I know. The investigation quickly led to Mr. Adams as the main suspect, and a warrant was issued to search his home where authorities found the makeshift sex doll in the basement. The suspect confessed to using a saw to cut off the limbs of cadavers and placing them in a plastic bag, which he then placed in a backpack before bringing them home, where he apparently reassembled them later. Was his Lego? Oh, God. The parents of the 38-year-old man, whom he still lived with <gasps> at the time of arrest. Perfect. What's he, what's he doing down there? It stinks like ripe cheese. We're what's sh- he doing down there? We're shocked to learn what their son had been hiding and all the dead body parts were in their own basement. What was he using? A staple gun? Gorilla glue? What have we got there? I, Duct tape? I, I know disturbing. Well, how long would an embalmed limb... Again, there are more questions than answers. I'm just thinking out loud here. Sorry. So his mother said, we never suspected anything was wrong with Stephen's behavior. He would always talk about his girlfriend and how beautiful she was. Look how Mm. green she is. She's a lovely shade of green. And he would show them nice dresses that he bought for her, but he would never let them meet her christmas dinner thanksgiving Who are these people I, this is a movie is just the, waiting to happen this is a texas chainsaw massacre. sometimes he would make so much noise while having sex downstairs oh. that it would wake me up in the middle of the night said his father I, Bits falling off. <laughs> oh, there goes an arm never mind we'll keep going would you not call me old-fashioned but if you were living in your parents' house and practicing the physical arts, wouldn't you at some point want to see the girlfriend? Do you hear what I'm saying? Absolutely. My, my parents were very liberal. They were teenagers in the 60s. When I grew up and I was still at my parents' house and I was of a reasonable age, if I wanted a gal over, that wasn't out of the question. But I'd expect my parents to meet her first. It would be awkward saying to the girl next morning over breakfast, here's me mum and dad. And what's your name again? You know, that would be terrible. Surely some sort of... Would they not have asked? I find this remarkable. This is... Something smells fishy. (laughs) I don't know about fish. Let me tell you what it is. (laughs) I don't necessarily know fish. No, just just bad in general. A nice, right breeze. Look at your face. She's gone green herself. Look at her. No. She's shagging the hell out of this corpse. Yes, not, but it's not, not one just person. one. It's Frankenstein. It's a lot of them. But you, you could have your dream five girls all at once, couldn't you, in one go? Do you see what I'm saying? Like you could put a new head on it. Yes, or... it's interchangeable. As I said, you could have a brunette one night, a blonde the other. But like so loud, it's waking up his parents. Well, he's putting his back into it. He's making an effort, isn't he? Is what wow. I'm saying. Oh, this is wrong. Milwaukee police officials confirmed further investigation could lead to other arrests as the suspect himself (gasps) has testified to beliefs that he was not alone to partake in sexual activities with the corpses 
at the funeral oh. home. I know. See, this is why I'm getting cremated because I think a lot of that goes on. The necrophilia? Yes. Oh, you'd want to get it first, wouldn't you? Is what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with you? Corpse bride, or there's nowhere to hide. Thank you for uh, cheering up the mood of the show. Well, it didn't belong in the no, doesn't belong. regular one. It does not belong in my brain. It doesn't belong <laughs> anywhere. I can't get it out. I can't get it out. To be fair, there's not much in there to start with, is there, to be oh, honest? Are you funny? He's I'm going to go back to good old-fashioned sex is where we are. Oh, thank God. From 15K vibrators to $1 million dildos, the most expensive sex toys in the world. Christmas just around the corner. If you remember, every year we like to read out a selection of gifts yes. our listeners could purchase for their loved ones. You can get them on Wish for $8. Oh, not like this, you can't. <laughs> she gets gift cards she buys so much. Unbelievable. I don't know what my ex-wife was doing, but they used to give her free rooms at the casino. <laughs> From the one million Pell Royale, made from solid platinum and blinged up with diamonds and pearls, to the $15,000 24-karat gold vibrator, these toys are certainly not for those on a budget. While we can knock trusty erotic retailers such as Ann Summers and Love Honey, those who don't have a budget have quite the choice when it comes to decadent dildos. I want a band called the Decadent Dildos. That's very good. I can see our first album now. In the past, it was revealed that Gwyneth Paltrow is partial to the golden $15,000 sex aid, and it seems she's not alone. If these luxury love toys are anything to go by, that's more than my car. Just thought I'd share what? that with you. $15,000. Looks better than your car. Gets you from A to B better as well, I'm led to believe. <laughs> better can ride it. Better gas mileage. <sighs> but you've ruined the transmission. <laughs> How many of you thrown away because you've messed up the gears? Well. <laughs> but if the Pearl Royale is anything to go by, Gwyneth's beloved toy is Small Fry, the brand who created the Septalike Sex Aid Booster range of out-of-this-world dildos and devices, all laden with jewels and all at megabucks prices. Here are some of the most expensive toys on the market. Here we have the Pearl Royale. It's $1.5 million. Fornicari, it's called. The seven-inch toys crafted in solid plat platinum. Ooh. Platform. With brilliant cut and brilliant. princess cut diamonds. I've lost a diamond. Silver and white pearls, princess cut royal blue sapphires, and brilliant cut pink diamonds. There you I go. I was actually thinking about that because every once in a while you can lose a diamond out of a setting. Can you imagine? Yes. If that's hibernating in there. Wow. After they made love, she took out a diamond. I thought there was something in the way. Oh. The £10,000, $15,000 item is called the Lilo. This is Gwyneth's go-to toy, apparently. The 24-carat gold dildo is also available in a cheaper stainless steel version. Like a sink. That's <laughs> really? Still, that's still $7,000, I might add. Well, is that anything like Italian silver? Yes, very similar. It tarnishes it. Why has it gone green? Oh, no. Do you think Amish women carve their own just to be cheap? Wood. The King J Cobra 
is £97,000. That's about $120,000. The Cobra is designed to fit around the penis and is handcrafted out of solid gold. There's a whole list of these. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers. No. You can pick your loved one out. No. Some, some stocking stuffers. Final one, 18 karat gold and diamond egg vibrator. That's $35,000. Another golden toy. The website states this luxurious egg is equally as elegant as the lady whom it will delight. Golden egg or you're pulling my leg. You decide. <laughs> All oh, of those are on no. our Facebook site for you to purchase for your loved ones. Michelle, you have the last story of the show. Oh, we've seen plenty of vagina-inspired designs cropping up on the catwalk recently. From the female genitalia theme show at New York's Fashion Week to the vagina skimming skirt on the London runway, designers made it clear that unleashing your lady bits is a hot new trend. What? Heather. But Not me. <laughs> hot new trend. Mm-hmm. No. We're at the cutting edge of hot new trends in this studio. Yes. Mm-mm. But now you can pick up a pair of handmade vulva slippers just in time for Christmas. Now, is that like a pair of slippers you put over your vajayjay? Nope. That's what I was going. <laughs> well, it often gets cold, doesn't it? You don't want to get up in the morning, you know, and walk around, go make a cup of coffee with the cold floor. Yeah, these are for your feet. They're for your feet. Mm-hmm. Etsy seller Alenka, who goes by Happy Underwear Gifts online, is flogging knitted pairs of sexy slippers. The naughty knitter claims that vagina footwear is perfect for Halloween, birthdays, or bachelorette parties, and of course, the upcoming holidays. Are you serious? I'm going to wear those around my grandma's house. Well, wherever you want, Heather. She'll think you're wearing a Giorgio O'Keefe painting on your feet. (laughs) Wow. If you fancy picking up a pair, they come in a range of sizes and colors and will set you back around 20 pounds, which would be about $35. Yes, that 32, yeah. Yeah. This isn't the first time that a bizarre fashion fad has shocked the internet. I don't know about fashion. Mm Mm-mm. I can't go that far. I'm not going to wear that to work. You're not going to wear your vagina slippers to work? No. Maybe on my last day. Yeah. <laughs> I think the day you wear them will be your last day. Excellent. Oh, Order me a pair. Nice. Mm. One for each foot. I could knit them for you. Nice. I'm a bad knitter, but we'll see. <laughs> that doesn't look like a clam. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. The fact, did you ever think you'd be on a show where you'd say, I'm going to knit you a pair of vagina slippers, but I'm not very good at knitting? You'd look down and think, what on earth? It's like a car crash. What have you trod on a lasagna? Jesus. Yeah, it I put like a tray a of lasagna. It's a roast beef sandwich. Oh. I gotta try it now. We have the meat. I'm gonna call you Arby from now on. Arby Corey will call you. Good old Perfect. Australian brand Alessio debuted their pink ruffled last call top which many people thought looked like a female anatomy and dubbed it the vagina shoulder top. The slinky gray cold shoulder number is featured with a large cutout and exaggerated sleeves and costs around 143 pounds. Wow, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. On their website, the designers described the piece as a tunic-style top 
with exposed shoulders, which is finished with a contrast ruffled trim. Ruffled nice. Trim. I always look for a ruffled trim. Yes. One fashion blogger said the top has shoulder decorations that resemble what I can only describe as labia minors. I want a labia major. <laughs> labia major. <laughs> Isn't that an, an army position. Uh-huh. I hope so. <laughs> but she added, "Who am I to judge if someone wants to step out of their house with their vag on their sleeve?" What? <laughs> With your vag on your sleeve. Yeah, because of the ruffles. I see what they've done. Yes. Before that, A-listers decided to liberate their downstairs region and push the boundaries of flesh flashing. More and more celebs have been flashing vagina cleavage. What? What? Is it that good looking? I mean, seriously. I mean, it's not the most aesthetic thing in the world. Nobody really wants to see it. That well, much, just, just I don't think. I'm just no, saying. and I don't want to see ball bashing either. No. no. Just, there's just parts of the human body that aren't aesthetically pleasing. This is where we're going, right? Yes, they are exposing vagina cleavage in skin-exposing dresses with soaringly high splits. Oh, yuck. That's terrible. I don't want Isn't to see anyone's it? meat taco. Right, we've got all of our <sighs> presents organized for Christmas. I've sorted you out a pair of slippers and you've got a top. There we go. Oh, no. I got to get to knitting. Yeah. Well, I've got quite big feet, so we're going to have to model it on your mother's. You're funny. Wow. <laughs> All good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. It is Michelle Corey who scored a rather rounded and large eight. Yes. Any other day, you'd have been second. Heather Morris was in second place with 14 points and again on any other night you would have won I win the resplendent first place $33,000 IR camera by scoring 100,000 million and six points rigged do not fear listener remember I am back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal strange intriguing bizarre and weird please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime I love reading out your messages of support if you go to our Facebook site more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chiton Drain, and Michelle Corey, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group, Martin's Online Auction, and MUFON of Minnesota. Remember, you can now go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio, where we'll be doing an extra 15 to 20 minutes of the show. We can't read out on air in a round for your mother. We shall see you just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night